0: Welcome back to another episode of What Would Orson Drink, the show where three former film students, now working professionals, watch a different movie every week, drink a different alcohol, and tell you our inebriated thoughts. I'm Joel.
1: I'm Kelsey.
2: I'm Zach.
0: And uh, we have a very special guest in the uh, studio today. He's
1: our first scheduled guest.
2: He's also known as El Diablo Rojo. (laughs) Also the
1: Bruce of Bruce Concarlo, I think.
3: Hey guys, uh, it's Christian, Christian, Christian Alonso Benavides primero. Uh, oh, trans- Chris- A.K.A. Christy B. Hey guys, how y'all <laughs> doing tonight? Hope hope everyone out there is listening. And if you're not, you gotta, if you gotta reload it, rebuffer all that stuff. Just do it, man. It's gonna be a good time. All right. <laughs> so, I'm serious, man. Look, it's a good time already. So Christy B, what'd you bring us? All right, so today both for drinks and for movie. Today I brought. I thought, you know, so I brought Eyes Wide Shut, uh, the last film by Stanley Kubrick. That'll be good to drink. It'll be good to drink, too. Um, <laughs> and so what I brought to drink was um, Oleja Altos, uh, 100% agave. It's a very long name for uh, tequila. Um it, it's tequila. Yeah, it's tequilas. It was born in Mexico. Um, yeah. It's, it's pretty. Yes, yeah, yeah, born in Mexico, so it's pretty. We good. also
2: have Hennessy for when we go through this. That I'm not drinking because Joel has a really good idea for a Hennessy episode later.
0: I do have a very good idea. This for This is Hennessy mostly episode a episode. tequila episode,
1: though.
2: Also, since uh, we're watching Eyes Wide Shut, which is 159 minutes long, which is just over, which is about it's two hours 40 minutes. That means it's I don't feel it's bad it's now about making bad. us watch something like you know Malcolm X. Which
0: is three hours long. I've seen Malcolm X. Wait, have we all? Have, has hasn't. anyone of us seen I Eyes not. Wide Shut?
1: I have not. I none will of us have seen it. None I will has. say one of our initial unofficial rules for this podcast was nothing over three hours. So nothing over two hours. <laughs> no, it was three. Anyways, we should try this. Uh, we should try this tequila, shouldn't we? Mm.
2: It smells mm. really good.
1: <laughs> we'll see. Ooh, it does. Yeah.
0: No. No, Christy B, don't you like your tequila like a certain way? I've heard I've heard rumors about a certain type of,
3: like, li- tequila liqueur that you like. Look, man, I'm a big fan of all tequilas. All this right? does smell really good. There's a particular one that I, in my sophomore and freshman year, I would bring to uh, gatherings um, at apartments. And
2: then he would pull people aside like he's sharing some kind of secret with them, and go like, here, take a shot of this.
1: Except he did it with every single person in our friend group. So it wasn't really a secret anymore. I, I, Joel, I don't think you ever had the coffee tequila. You weren't you special know. enough. No, I
0: didn't. Coffee tequila. Well, I also, he hadn't I yet d- said it didn't was coffee really tequila. Drink. Oh, I'm sorry. I just went to Spoiler your party alert. for people. Yeah. Honestly. It was wonderful. Christian would throw these parties. Like I, I'm i just going to say I was always the most of course, sober person. Of at course, after we were all 21. I just I got a sh- I've got a story about Christians parties. Wait,
2: Chris- I, do t- I do too, but involves a friend, a mutual friend of ours, uh, getting drunk, doing a really bad st- uh, crowd surfing, and then throwing a bottle at a security guard.
0: Oh,
1: Joel, tell your story. And so then I was always like pretty story. sober
0: at these things because I didn't drink. I would show up for an hour and hang out with people, and then whenever people got to get to that point where they were like not there's like drunk and it's funny to watch and then there's drunk where you're if you're not drunk too then it's not fun anymore and so that's whenever i would leave at that point and Can uh, i interject a thing yeah this tequila is really good it's super smooth i like it i don't think too. know if
1: anyone actually has tasted it yet I did, but it's I very it. smooth and nice i'm so, sorry Joel. Continue. so anyway
0: we christian used to hold these things in this apartment in west campus and uh they would probably be about 100 people there. I don't think that's an exaggeration. I think it's probably 80 to 100 people in this uh, very, like, four-bedroom apartment. Four-bedroom,
2: pretty small apartment.
0: And it would get so hot inside because there's so many people and not enough space that people would, you know, 20 or 30 people would be outside the apartment by the doors. And so that's where I was when this happened. And apparently we were so loud, which I I don't doubt that um, there was a noise complaint filed against us, and the security guard for the apartment Walks up and um, he is looks really drunk or like stoned out of his mind. He's on something. He doesn't look normal. And he's like, you know, hey, who's the owner of this apartment? You know, and someone goes and gets Christy B. And At this point, Christy B is just.
1: So like, Christy B had, what, five roommates, but he was just always the emissary anytime anything ever happened with the apartment because he's just
3: such a suave, charming dude. I have to, man. I have to be the spokesman, you know what I'm saying? 314. Yeah, you kind of look
0: like the dosekis man of 314, <laughs> you know? <laughs> You're not – well, you,
2: most of your roommates – well, I wouldn't trust Vishnu to do it. No offense, Vishnu. Um, but, yeah, most of your roommates probably didn't some of them didn't want there to be a party. You wouldn't have Daniel talk to anybody and try to resolve a conflict.
1: Barfield, I assume.
2: Barfield you would wouldn't just have escalate either things. One of them.
0: Well, I just remember Christian drunk to the point where he might not have remembered it the next day. <laughs> Walked up, talked to the security guard, very drunk, gave the guy beer. Um, some beer, and was like, "Hey man, like, don't worry about it. Like, it's it's fine, it's fine. Here, have some beer. Don't worry about it." And the security guard was like, "Yeah," and he walked off. And I felt really bad, kind of watching this, being <laughs> completely sober and being like, you know, the people that there was like a group of girls that had come by earlier and they like lived in the apartment next door and they're like, "Can y'all like tone it down?" And I I'd, and I, I think they were the ones that filed the complaint. And I was just like. Mm, there's no way, and I'm so, I'm sorry, but you chose to live in West Campus. I feel bad for you. I know you want to go to sleep. And I remember, like after I watched that scene, I was like, those those poor girls. <laughs> I
2: used to live above a sorority in West Campus, and they would do that shit a lot. Except they wouldn't be playing music or anything. it just be, it would be like four o'clock in the afternoon. I'd be trying to take a nap, and I would hear them chanting. Downstairs, and their chant was
0: dishy, dishy, basara, basara. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: close. We are the Alpha Kais, and we are really great. <laughs> we are the cutest girls in all the Lone Star State. <laughs> we wear the golden violet. There is no mistake. A L P H A Al-Kai Omega. A L P H A C H I Omega, and I got my revenge on them by throwing. At one time, I bought a dildo that looked like a dick, like a well, realistic, they do tend to, like a uh, realistic oh, dick. Okay. And I uh, covered it <laughs> in chocolate sauce, and I threw it on the roof. And then the rest of the time, I just throw beer bottles on the roof.
1: So one time, I think like right, right before Zach moved out, uh, um, holy hell. That's crazy. So right before Zach moved out, I tried to uh, call in a noise complaint on the sorority house. So time. I called, uh, uh, I called three one one, and I was like, "Hey, there's like someone screaming in the house below," and they're like, "Oh, well, does it sound sound like there's like a fight or something happening?" And I was like, "Yes." I was like, "No, it might just be like a party. It's really loud." And they're like, "Oh." Well, but you called us, and I was like, Well, it is screams, so I just don't know. Maybe you should just send someone to check because I just wanted them to like send someone to tell them to shut up. And they're like, Oh, well, if you think this is a thing, like let us redirect you to 911. And then they like transferred me, and I hung up, and I was just like, God damn it.
0: <laughs> this isn't what I wanted. The apartments like literally don't care. Yeah, neither did the cops.
1: If it's West Campus, I think as soon as I told them the address, they were like, all right, unless you saw an argument or anyone getting hurt, we're not investigating this. Call
3: us when you see a body.
1: (laughs) Yeah, call us if you think someone's getting mugged.
3: Yeah, it's bad there, man. I swear, people don't even know how to drive in West Campus. They don't even know how to walk. I swear to God,
1: it's horrible. That
3: said at
2: one point I it's remember like downtown looking New York at the RSVP page for a party Christian was throwing at uh the place on Rio West, and there were three hundred people that said they they were coming.
1: And a thousand people invited. Yeah. I think you literally invited one thousand people and to And you know one if you invite a hundred one people to a
0: party in West Campus, there's two hundred people are gonna show up. You know what I'm saying? So at least if it's at Christy B's place. I look, think
3: this look, was they, were All right, they were bonkers. Alright, they were bonkers all the time i'll defend them they were great they were popping all right uh did they get a little too loud sometimes yeah
2: i would always hide either outside or in your bedroom just because i couldn't take your living room it was too much yeah
1: i usually just hid in a bedroom or in the kitchen
3: there was was one time we threw a back-to-back party and i remember brad stevens on the second party he was like isn't this a little redundant (laughs) and then the cops came that night and um yeah it was uh it was bad. Well, We're about to throw a party here of our of our own. Orgy party.
0: Yeah, that's what this movie's about, right? I've heard about we're that. We're
1: going to throw a party with our eyes uh
3: shut. It'll be real wide shut. It's going to be hard to watch the movie actually. <laughs> yeah, we're about to watch Eyes Wide Shut, the, uh, directed by Stanley Kubrick. Um yeah. I think it was shot di- by di- I think it shot. was
2: I think it was actually directed by Mick G. <laughs> directed by Steven Spielberg. Directed by Tom Mick Cruise. G. Right. The uh, director of the award-winning This Means War.
1: And we're actually just going uh, to listen to it because we're going to have our eyes shut the entire movie because that's probably what Stanley really wanted. Otherwise, he wouldn't have called it that. Also, yeah.
2: Joel, who shot this movie? Stanley Kubrick did. That's your
3: answer. Okay. I'm pretty sure Stanley J. Kubrick, but okay.
2: K- Kubrick always henpecked his DPs. Hey, uh, Joel,
3: uh, do, you, uh,
1: do you hear something? You hear Is that the sound
0: me? of silence? That was.
3: <laughs> that was.
0: God. That was really bad. <laughs> oh you surprised me there.
4: <laughs> Turn camera.
3: Marks. One, oh, two. Take one.
4: With overlap. Action, please. Action awesome please. Ah, the French. Champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California Champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle and like the best French Champagne, it's vintage dated. So Cut. Paul Masson's super-
3: i forgot the song but you know what song i'm trying to sing so let's get it on oh, let's get it
1: on come on come on, come on come on come on come on darling let's not marvin beat around Gay? the boot
3: what, what is this uh it's frank ocean oh, oh. It's
2: marvin Gaye. okay cool. christian that is without a doubt the worst rendition of "Let's Get It On" <laughs> that I have ever heard in my entire life. I, I, didn't,
0: I almost yeah. didn't realize it was actually what song okay. was. Let's
1: get so, it on. I, I'm gonna make a disclaimer about so I tr- there was a point about an hour in this movie in which nothing had happened, and I decided, you know what, my bedtime's normally like 10:30. It's 11:30. I'm just going to close my eyes, and if I can go to sleep, I can go to sleep, but I couldn't go to sleep, so I just kind of sat with my eyes closed listening to the dialogue and listening to these guys, and at the point when I was like, okay, it's almost over, I'm going to open my eyes, I looked at these guys, and I was like, you know what, I think I'm just going to go on, say, this movie is fucking boring, and then I'm going to go to bed Because it was so long and so bad and nothing happens. And then they all guilt tripped me into being here. So I just want to be on the record saying, fuck this movie and fuck you guys for making me stay awake for this shit.
2: Fuck you, Christian, for picking this movie, even though I kind of told you to.
1: (laughs) No, I don't blame Christian. I blame... Stanley Kubrick for true. I think this yeah, movie is was- the base. I you think go Stanley the- Kubrick really saw like the player and was like, I want to be Robert Altman. And then he made a shitty mumblecore movie starring Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. And it's awful.
2: Before we recorded this podcast, Christian gave me two options for movies. We were either going to watch eyes wide shut or we were going to watch Lolita. And before Chris, before we talked to Christian, Christian, Kelsey gave me the warning. If we watch Lolita, I'm going to bitch about how the movie's not like the novel and how, like, studio censors fucked with the movie, which we're not going to get into.
1: Okay.
2: And then that led to me saying, hey, Christian, we should watch Eyes Wide Shut. And I now regret that decision because Eyes Wide Shut makes me glad that Stanley Kubrick died.
1: Like, literally my last note. Is Zach saying verbatim, I'm glad Kubrick died, and like shouting that from the bathroom. Because at a certain point, he gave up and just went to the bathroom. Um, Joel, do you have thoughts?
2: Um, No, I have thoughts. Stanley Kubrick (laughs) was not allowed to make his... I I took two notes on this movie, and they are... Zach actually took notes. They are, this movie blows, and I'm glad that Kubrick died. (laughs) And... Stanley Kubrick was not allowed to make his Napoleon movie. He was allowed to make this bullshit, which, if you couldn't tell from the fact
0: that I called it bullshit, is bullshit. Honestly, the only reason, I mean, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm imagining the only reason that that happened is because Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman starred in it. I mean, like, 18 18 months. Money-wise, you know. Yeah, this this movie took
2: 18 months to film, and the last scene in this movie, like, the Quote unquote, quote unquote climax of this movie <laughs> which is ironic where tom cruise and sydney pollack talked to each other took 200 takes total i've never done 200 takes total in a movie i've been
0: on
1: yeah. um i'm gonna joel you have like two notes right
0: I mean, I feel like there's going to be a lot of overlap of just like, this movie's really slow. So
1: you say your two, I'll say my five, and then Christian took like a page and a half of notes. So I'm going to have him wrap up. But you feel free to say all of them, Christian, because we'll all riff on them. But Joel, you start, because you only have like two.
0: Yeah, my my only two notes are really basically the dialogue in this movie is kind of what I noticed. Um, It's just there's a line in the beginning of the movie where Tom Cruise says to this piano player, that he meets at this party. You haven't changed a bit. And it's like before that they've even like talked to each other. And it's the first time they've seen each other in years. Yeah, they said and like just, one line to each other. Yeah, there's just no way that Tom Cruise would know that. It just sounds so fake. And really, all the dialogue in this movie just sounds really fake. Tom Cruise and other characters constantly repeat the lines that other characters say. And so at this point I want to give Stanley Kubrick the benefit of the doubt like I like him as a director. Like he
2: was getting old. Genius. He didn't know what was good anymore. He just
0: wanted to
1: see Natalie Nor- no he just wanted to see Nicole Kidman's tits and so he structured a movie around seeing lots of naked ladies and hanging out with
0: them for a year.
2: He just wanted to see Tom Cruise's dick.
0: But I think the main thing the main reason why I was so confused about this movie is because I have that respect for Kubrick and because I have those expectations I assume that everything he does is purposeful, and yeah. that he has a reason behind it. And I couldn't discern the reasoning for a lot of like the aesthetic choices in this movie, like some of the dialogue or some of the plot points. I, I I couldn't fathom why he did them, and they and they didn't seem to work for me.
2: Even with Kubrick movies, I don't like, and I'm one of I'm one of the few people on this planet who thinks that 2001 A space Odyssey is a bad movie. But I understand the intent. of of 2001. Right. I don't understand anything this movie was doing. I don't understand the point. I don't understand the intention. It. I don't understand the tone, the story, the message. There's fucking
3: nothing here. I feel I feel like um you know, I think Tom Cruise kind of has his swagger in the very beginning of the movie. Before, yeah, it's, before, it's, before, it's, before they have that conversation, it's young Tom Cruise. Yeah.
2: He's got a certain presence, no matter what you put him. Well, he's at yeah. the
1: top of his game. You know, this is the yeah. Top Gun era. he's
3: yeah.
2: got he's got this presence that no matter what shit you give him, he's gonna shine through it.
3: Yeah, no, that's true. But I don't know. There's something. It's something about that scene when him and his him and Nicole Kidman are talking. And he's just never the same character after that? Because he's, he's like yeah, the, yeah. the long, like almost 20-minute long bed. Yeah. Well, well, scene,
1: right? so, so for context, what happens is they have they both get really high on pot.
2: Well, they've gone to a party in the first yeah. scene. So
1: the first scene, they go to a party. They both get drunk and flirt with people. Tom Cruise flirts with these two young girls and contemplates having a threesome with them. And then, gets, get, and and then gets pulled, pulled away. Again. I'm telling the story. Nicole fl- <laughs> Kidman flirts with an older guy. They both leave the party not having acted on these flirtations. The next night, they both get really high, and Nicole Kidman is like, so, did you want to fuck those two girls? And Tom Cruise lies, and is like, no, I didn't want to. We're married. And she's like, really? Because the guy who was talking to me wanted to fuck me. And he's like, well, that's understandable. You're really beautiful. And she's like so what, you're saying that like you don't ever think about that? That's bullshit. And he's like, no, no, I'm loyal. And basically, they have this conversation where he's like, Which isn't
0: true. He's not
1: loyal. No, he's not, because he totally would have been going to fuck him. (laughs) So they have this conversation where Tom Clues basically says that years of evolution have led to men want to stick their penis in everything, and women want to be loyal and stable. And Nicole Kidman is like, fuck you if you only knew and she tells him how they were on vacation and she saw this like navy officer who was staring at her and she spent basically a day of their vacation fantasizing about him and contemplating having an affair with him and then she decided at the last minute no I don't want to and she was like yeah and it really affirmed how much I love you because I realized I didn't want to do that to you but at the same time like you're full of shit women totally have lust too and tom cruise instead of just being reasonable and going oh that's that you're right honey i don't underestimate women and i'm glad you really love me and you didn't want to cheat on me he spends the rest of the movie obsessing about the fact that she like thought that she had a fantasy about this guy even though he was totally about to have a threesome with these girls and that just like fucks him up the whole time and it's like fuck you you selfish cunt like fuck you tom cruise
2: Everything Kelsey just summarized took about an hour and 15 minutes of the movie to actually play out on screen. Yeah. Am I lying? Anybody?
0: It's so slow. It's
1: so slow and so boring. If that was half an hour, this could have been an interesting movie, but that's like an hour and 20 minutes is them doing all this shit and getting this conversation. That's actually
2: one of the thesis movies I shot. Uh, during my last semester in college wanted to kind of emulate this movie, and in the middle of this movie, I texted the director of that movie, fuck you. How dare you want to emulate Eyes Wide Shut.
0: We love you, Mark. That movie is fucking terrible.
1: Joel, you had a point that you were going to say.
0: Yeah, I was going to say like... um, R.I.P. Mark Rodriguez. So like, temporally, is a a fancy word, but like the time in this movie, especially when it comes to editing, is really interesting because it feels like... A movie in the, like, 30s or 40s before they – Like, a
2: movie before they discovered how to to manipulate time time with editing.
0: So, like, you know how, like, you watch a movie and someone gets out of the car and they've got to walk up to the front door?
2: In The Godfather, there's, like, certain scenes where, like, Sonny goes to answer the phone and the movie tracks with him as he walks to the To the phone. And then walks back to the table and then back to the phone. This is like before they figure out you can cut from Sonny getting up from the table and then being at the phone and then being back at the right. table. Right, And some no, of that stylistic
0: choices too, but, like, yeah. but it definitely does... This is like 20 years after that was right. the established norm of how to yes. film a scene so like that. So literally, if there's a conversation to be had, we see him drive to the place... Walk through the door, get out of the car, walk the co- into the yeah. building, talk walk to the person, walk the hallway walk up the stairs. It's very methodical, and then the conversation is always like it takes a little bit to actually get to the meat of the conversation. So they'll talk for a minute or two, and then he'll be like, "Oh, but what really happened?" And the guy will be like, "Well, actually, now that you mentioned it, and you've told me that you're a doctor, this is what actually like happened." The to entire, the co- like the entire
2: bullshit conversation before the actual conversation has to happen and then after 20 minutes of the bullshit conversation they get to the actual conversation and then you have to watch that for 15 minutes and then you're fucking bored and want to die yeah, it's, and but then it's very actual, intentional and then they give weird. you like 5 seconds of information that you actually want and then the scene's over
0: Joel did we go through all your notes that's basically all mine Christian? I'm going to hand the mic notes? over to no, just Christy No, we're going to do mine yourself. first because
1: Christy B. has a page and a half. There
2: you go. Okay. Um, well, it no, was re- no, no, no. Christian, stop. Kelsey's going through her notes. Oh.
1: It's because you have like two pages. Oh, no, no, no. She has,
2: she has five notes. Okay.
1: I want to go to bed. Um, my first note is short Tom Cruise wearing platform shoes anytime he's in a scene with Nicole Kidman, which we noticed early on, but also like most movies with Tom Cruise will do like trick framing to try to make him look tall. Kubrick doesn't give a shit. So even though he's like, "Okay, you can wear the platform shoes, but he's also like, I'm not doing shit to make you look tall. All you gets the platform shoes."
2: Even though Nicole Kidman has second billing in this movie? She's in maybe like Hardly. an hour of it tops. Not very much of it. Maybe an hour 45 minutes of it tops. Not very much. And one of and most of that is one scene with her giving this long monologue.
0: Most of it she's drunk, high or really tired. Yes
1: yeah but up in the of the she's night. also definitely the most famous p- person in this movie besides tom Cruise, so i can see why she has second billing um uh i had a second note but it's not really relevant it was just the hungarian guy who flirts with drunk nicole kidman at the beginning has a really rapey like intense scene and it's creepy um I have written down this movie is boring with like ten lines under boring. Um, I
2: that's not an exaggeration.
1: Yeah, um, I have w- at one point when uh, Nicole Kidman was showing her tits a lot, I was like, Zach, is this what you wanted Moulin Rouge to be? You just wanted to have lots of shot of Nicole Kidman's tits and butt, and he was like, Yes.
2: That's accurate.
1: And then my final note we haven't already covered is um so. So, Zach, at one point, at the point in which I woke up and Zach decided that he gave up, so we kind of switched, he just took a a gallon jug of iced tea out of the fridge and started drinking it?
2: I had a gallon jug of Red Diamond iced tea. You can buy it at any H-E-B in Texas. Or Walmart. And it was like a quarter full. Walmart.com. And I grabbed it and put it in my lap and started drinking out of it. And at a certain point, like five minutes before the end, I'd finished it. And I decided I was tired of this fucking movie, so I threw Walgreens. it at the TV. And before he or threw Panda it at the TV, Express.
1: he like took a moment to like inform all of us, just, like, just so everyone remembers, this is my TV that we're watching us on. And then he very lazily picked up the plastic jug and threw it at the screen, and it actually made contact, and we were all like, what the fuck is going on? It was,
2: it was just in case the TV broke. It was crazy. I
0: couldn't believe it. We all had our eyes wide shut until that, <laughs> until that moment occurred. That's all my I'd notes. Say.
1: Christy B, it's your turn. Go uh, through your two pages.
3: All right. I do think this is Kubrick's best film. Um, <laughs> get fan, the fuck out of my fan, house. You're a liar. Fantastic. are hey, no, hey, you, get out. Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Actually, I want to pre-phase this for a second. So, so this th- is
2: going to serve as a eulogy for Christian Benavidez's
3: funeral. So I was on Yahoo.com uh, this morning. And I saw this thing with Nicole Kidman as an article. So she married Tom Cruise when she was 23. And the article quote was, what was I thinking?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because he's like in the Scientology cult and she tried to get out?
3: No, I just, I
1: think that's all. Oh my God, is this movie actually about how Tom Cruise joined the Scientology cult? And instead of, like, at the end of this movie, how he leaves and he's like, I'm sorry, Nicole Kidman, uh, I'm going to tell you everything. He just stayed in the cult.
0: Kelsey, they're an actual religion. Please don't hurt us, Scientology
3: people. <laughs> Please don't so much. We, we cannot I, afford I, I do think this is why Kubrick was killed because um, he, ex- he exposed the Scientology folks. Killed with Biggie. And Tupac. Uh, he got killed with Biggie Tupac in Las Vegas. Is going to the world premiere Ice Smalls Shut.
2: and Tupac Shakur killed Stanley Kubrick. That's <laughs> the truth. Dead. And that's enough reason for them to be canonized in their own Mount Rushmore called Mount Rapmore.
3: It is certainly a top 10 Christmas movies. Um, <laughs> check it out. Hey, um, Christian, eat a dick. Alright, buddy. I heard all right, so real notes, uh, just things I kind of liked about the movie. There's a shot in there where like everyone's just uh, dancing, and they're all naked. I thought that was just awesome. Um, because Christian, naked or because of the shot. Uh, it was just the way it was like just staged. I can Apparently show you some pornography
2: that has more nudity in
3: it. Nah, that was a great. All that masks were incredible. Um, let's see what else. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Joel and I think everyone else. It just felt very deliberate. It was like, I'm, I got to get to here, to here, to here, to here, to here, to here. And there's never well, just like, like not a, a good way. Yeah. It was just very, it was very long. Didn't it's it. it's, it's
2: very like long. Stanley Kubrick did a rough cut and then he died. I think that's and actually then what happened. Nobody else let it. And then nobody else did a cut of the movie that could have cut out easily an hour. Also, I would just like to say, Christian, I'm sorry to interrupt your notes. We have paused the movie on a frame that just says Todd Field. (laughs) And I just like imagining who Todd Field was to this movie. I imagine he was the most important actor. He was actually Tom Cruise. He was Tom Cruise's body double. He was Tom Cruise's body and voice double. Who, at one point in this movie, there was a scene where it's like Tom Cruise is in the scene as the doctor... And then it looks like Tom Cruise's body double who stands in for him for framing and lighting and shit just shows up as an actual actor in the movie to be like, hi, I'm other Tom Cruise. I would <laughs> like to comfort you in your hour of need as your father has died right now.
3: Hi, I'm I'm Tom Cruise Jr. All right. Chris, Christian, you, you can continue with your notes. You oh, rat Tom, bastard. I'm Tom Cruise Jr. Stand I'm just kidding.
1: Wait, Mr. President, what do you think about this movie, Mr. President Obama?
3: Well, now look, uh, Michelle and I, uh, you know, we were just going into law school. Uh, We moved back to Chicago, and uh, she wanted to watch this movie. I said, Kubrick? Love him. Love the guy. He made The Shining. Uh, He made uh, another movie I can't can't name right now, but it's all right. (laughs) Um, hey, Mr. Obama uh, the point is uh, you know we win. I regret
2: popcorn. voting for you.
3: Got some popcorn uh, you uh, you'll regret uh, not uh, supporting me these past four years in November. Thank you. Uh, I so, mean, like' say Texas uh, went
2: Republican no matter what so no, I don't uh,
3: well anyways, like we'll say <laughs> uh, So we go to the movie theater uh, we get some popcorn and get a little hot dog. Uh, she loves coke. I love coke too. Uh, so we sit down. We you watch this movie. You heard it
2: first. President Obama uh, loves cocaine. And we
3: fell asleep. And that's the truth.
1: You fell asleep during this movie with Michelle. Uh, yes. It didn't inspire you to like uh, have some sexy times with Michelle.
3: Now look, I can't go into the details of the reality. I can't go into the reality of the uh, of the awards you seen. You slept uh, with Michelle after this movie. Look. There's some things in this movie uh, you just don't talk about. Okay. Not there, when you're uh, president. secret societies everywhere. Uh I cannot say whether in the White House or not. Okay,
2: actual Christian continue
3: your notes. But uh just to wrap this up real quick. Um <laughs> Yeah, there were I don't know, there was a lot of like like <laughs> nice long takes. I kinda like I always like when he does long takes they're kind of really subjective and I've always liked those. Um um. There's that scene at the end when he's with Sidney Pollack and they're like just talking.
0: Best, best, best scene of the movie.
3: R- real good scene. Um. And then also one last note, I guess one last little thing. Actually, or a little tidbit. Um. So he screened this movie to the executives, and then he died a week later. Wow. So that that's, that actually did happen.
0: So, so then his input was he happy with the fu- like was this like. This is the final movie executives. Tell me if there's like a, some tiny things you want changed kind of yeah. screening. Or- he always had final cut on his movies. So he
2: to- died six days after he showed a cut of this movie to the studio.
0: Was it the final but was it like I
2: think it was the cut we just watched. Yeah.
0: So final cut. Yes. Basically. He was like, I'm done with it. I feel good with it. I don't it. know
2: if he was done with it, but it was the last cut he showed to the studio.
0: Okay. I
1: feel like it was still a rough cut having seen the movie and compared to his other movies yeah. I feel like it was definitely still a rough
2: knowing cut knowing Stanley Kubrick's filmography and how good he could be there's no fucking way this is a final cut
0: you know and I, that's the thing too Even with I know I love 2001 I know you're not a fan of it but it doesn't feel like there's a lot of wasted times are shots, agree. really, compared to this. I
2: agree. I don't like 2001, but every shot in there has a purpose. The Shining is one of my favorite movies. Oh, Shining's great. The Shining, uh, fucking... Uh, one of my, fav- my favorite Kubrick movie is Paths of Glory. I haven't seen it. Which is one that not a lot of people have seen, but...
3: That's his least favorite.
2: It oh, did Kubrick's? Kubrick's? It, no. His least favorite was Fear and Desire, which was his first feature. But he... It-
3: he doesn't think much of Paths of Glory. Eat a dick, Christian.
2: <laughs> My favorite Kubrick movie is Paths of Glory, which still, along with The Shining, everything feels purposeful. Everything feels deliberate. Whereas in this, everything everything's fucking meandering. There's no... Can anybody here describe the point or purpose or message of this movie? Something yes. about
0: sex.
1: The point is, everyone thinks about infidelity but if you don't act on it it's best to just move on with your lives and accept that everyone is human
0: yeah i think it's something along those lines but it yeah.
1: takes I 2 hours it. and 40 minutes to get there and like what i was saying earlier is i feel like he tried to make an Altman movie and ended up making a bad mumblecore movie that's a
2: message you can convey in 15 like, fucking minutes like i really like Altman
1: what i've seen of his i like but it feels like he it feels like Kubrick's trying to copy a style that isn't his and that this like pseudo naturalistic meandering plot kind of style, but he's doing a really bad job of it. And I think had he been alive to do like two more cuts, it could have been an okay movie, but I think it still would have been him in, in Tim, um, imitating a style that wasn't his, you know,
2: it's this bullshit Altman Cassavetes Yeah Cassavetes. realistic fusion. Porno. Filtered through Kubrick's lens, that's ultimately not very good. Because you're right, it does look like a Kubrick movie. And All of its cinematography and lighting and staging is Stanley Kubrick, which is inherently superior to Cassavetes or Altman because right. I think he had a better command of the camera and staging than both of those guys. But ultimately, his story's not there. I will say, like he doesn't know how to direct this kind of movie. He doesn't know how to write this kind of movie. If you were to tell and me, and ultimately, concept. like even with the Altman movie, The Player, I wasn't bored by it. I just thought it was stupid. I got the I got the shit bored out of me with this movie.
0: Yeah, and that's saying something too, because like I feel like we watch a lot, a lot of different movies, and a wide variety of movies. So like, what? whenever I feel bored in a movie, I'm always like, this is different oh, than normal. I,
2: I only get bored when I can tell. There's no purpose here. Like, I like a lot of fucking – Terrence Malick is very meditative and slow, but I like a lot of his movies even though they're meditative and slow. They have a point to them.
0: Yeah, and I think the thing is is like if you were to – if you were to like tell me the plot or the concept of this movie about like there's a a married couple – and they're kind of like their marriage is on the rocks. And then the guy becomes introduced to like this weird kind of uh, sex cult, like these orgies that happen at these rich mansions and everyone wears masks and there's like danger and intrigue involved. I'd be like, that sounds really interesting. And man, I feel like the movie was not that interesting of a movie compared to like, you know,
2: this movie is an interesting summary. It's a fucking boring watch.
0: I yeah, think part of it true.
1: is that it's two hours forty minutes for a plot that should take ninety. Yeah, I agree. True. Well, Christy B, you have more notes. Please, China, please do no, them.
3: No, they were just little tidbits.
1: No, well, no. Go ahead. Say the highlights. Say your favorite notes.
3: Uh, I think I said. I think I said my favorite notes already. Um, you did a page
2: and then some on the back.
3: Look them over. Buddy. That uh, okay? That opening shot or that opening. Opening moments of that was amazing. Um, so, so much better than any of Woody Allen's movies. Uh, ever. Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: by, by the way, uh, Sydney Pollack's character, originally Stanley Kubrick wanted Woody Allen to play that character. But for whatever reason, in the 90s, after Woody Allen cheated on Mia Farrow with his stepdaughter, kind of, with an 18-year-old Asian girl, um, Woody Allen was not immensely popular in Hollywood. For whatever reason?
3: Yeah, he got kicked out. So basically this whole film is actually kind of so based off of... Woody uh, Allen was not actually that. in
2: this movie because nobody
3: liked it. The orgy scene it. is based off of him, Woody Allen, going to this place. and Spielberg's there, Kubrick's there. Christian's lying right now. Um, little Nolan's there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> also, uh, Lil Wayne, Dr. Dre, <laughs> Dr. Drake. Ice Cube, Easy E, even though he was dead at this point. Yeah, um, MC Ren, DJ Yella, all of N.W.A. Really, DJ
3: Killa. Out of his cave. I feel He's like there. this movie is paced very similar, very close to The Shining because they're both almost the exact same runtime. Except, but I feel, but no, I feel like no, no, the no. I feel like the payoff or the whole obviously The Shining I think is a better movie. than The this.
2: Shining is only two hours long.
3: It's two hours and forty minutes. Bullshit. I promise.
2: Kelsey, hold the mic. Okay.
1: Christy, we go through your notes while Zach is
0: Staying fact check time. Here it is. Shining. Shining? Okay, he's holding Shining, up a Zach's Blu-ray of The Shining. Up,
1: yeah. Ah, The Shining is hundred and forty-four minutes.
0: Minute so so both of y'all were wrong. <laughs> 20, Twenty minutes shorter. It's like right halfway in the middle no. of y'all's disagreement.
1: Compromise <laughs> wins.
2: Also. Shit actually happens in The
3: Shining. Then it does.
1: Christy B, continue with your... No- Christy B, I really like your sweater. I haven't told you this. It's a I'm, really good sweater.
3: I'm trying to be swag boy for the winter or
2: the
1: fall. It's very nice. Uh, it's a good, um, s- good sweater. I'm trying to the think.
2: The beer I was drinking, Fasina Pesh by Dogfish Head Brewery, towards the end of this beer uh, movie, was skunked. So when I burped just now, <laughs> it tasted like skunk smell flavor. Whatever that means.
1: Okay. Cool. Chris, do you need more notes?
3: Um I guess my last couple of notes is uh Wes Anderson for sure copied the the aesthetic look of that orgy mansion and the Grand Budapest he I get had that. To have, Same color have. palette. Um and last lastly um
2: <laughs> And leastly.
3: Is it just me but y'all notice that Eyes White Shut the The title. Um, First off, it's four letters, right? Each word. Three Uh letters, four words. But it's actually the initials of the dude who made Scientology.
2: Nope. It is. Wait.
3: L-Ron.
1: It's L-Ron Hubbard. (laughs)
0: L-R-H. I made y'all think I listened with that. You really did. (laughs) I hate you so much. I hate you. (laughs) Hey, this, Joel, it's like 12, it's 1.15. I don't want to think about Scientology at 1.15 Joel, in the morning. I
2: have the outro for this one. Okay. You are wait, we ready? Do you have any, do, wait. any closing thoughts from anybody? So,
1: so, Christy B, you are our first scheduled guest. I'm Thank you sorry so much for being it here. was for this movie, but um, we I want to have you on again. Do you have any closing thoughts
3: about anything tonight? Closing thoughts. Um, We should watch, Um, what should we watch next time? Man, I don't even know. We should watch maybe like Friday or next Friday. Maybe uh Gone with the Wind. That's a no, pretty short movie. Next Friday. We
0: in
1: should in watch a couple of weeks in a couple weeks Or maybe. Purple Rain. Um, yes. I will say Christian, even though I like wanted to declare mutiny from this podcast at one point because of the movie you brought. You brought excellent tequila. Like it's it very is good. very good tequila.
3: Sponsored so thank by, you so much for that. Uh I'll go tequila. Uh, that Christian, said, do you, think, do you think Orson would have drunk that this oh, tequila? Fuck
1: yeah, fuck yeah, Orson Welles would, he have, would drank have given this it. Tequila. He would
3: have given it, of course, Christian. This is a great tequila.
2: That but, said, even though we had Christian's tequila at the beginning of the podcast, we ran out of tequila before we even really started watching this movie. So then, I know me and uh, Christian drank some cognac. Uh, I did too. Some a little bit. Joel drank Hennessy. I had uh, two. Vestina Peshes from Dogfish Head Brewery.
0: I had a little yeah. bit of that, too. And
2: yeah, me and Joel split a bottle of uh, Blushing Monk from Founders Brewery oh, that I've had, had for yeah. about a year, which, yeah, is, which is far too long to hold on to Blushing Monk. It um, yeah, it was not a good beer. It smelled like really sweet, really sugary raspberry beer. And it tasted, like and it tasted a little bit like cough syrup.
1: Um... Or whichever one of you is gonna say good
2: night to people. I, 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 I'm gonna break tradition. I have a good night. Good night, world. Except you, England. I knew it. That's where fucking knew it. (laughs) Because England is where Stanley Kubrick lived, and England is where this fucking movie was filmed. So fuck you, England. I hope you die. I hope you get fucking flooded over. I hope you break off into your own little tectonic plate, and that tectonic plate sinks underneath the. Fucking ocean. Fuck Very you, scientific. England. I just wasted two hours and 40 minutes Brexit. of my time with That's this goddamn say. movie that was filmed Original on your Brexit. soil. Hashtag I hope every British person on the planet, including you, Idris Elbit, breaks my heart to say this. Fuck you, too. <laughs> dies. Like, uh, Good night. It breaks my heart. The world, except for England. Fuck you, England.
3: Brexit.
1: That's a really specific uh, threat.
3: It's not a threat, it's a hope. Uh, And also, please go out and vote for Hillary Clinton this upcoming November. Yes,
1: please, please, please vote for Hillary.
0: Gary Johnson, just kidding. He's a clown. 102,
4: take two. Ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle, and like the best French champagne, it's vintage, dated, so for myself.